Well, I'm sitting there coming down Dale Dale, and I pull it to the, the first stop sign along my way on the way home. And what do I see pulling up beside me but another STI, blue one. You dumbass. Well, this you had to race. You had to race. I didn't game. have to, but the guy rolled down his window and was like, hey, man, let's race. And I was like, all right. Welcome to Virtually Grown Ups. So this is Kellen Miller. And I'm Patty Cakes. Patty Cakes, how are you? I'm doing grand. Or uh, PP. That's what we're calling you now, right? PP? Uncle Patty. McDonald's. Um, oh, it's Uncle Fat Pat, I told you. It's Uncle McDonald's. Uncle McDonald's had a farm. <laughs> S-T-S-T-I. <laughs> what you been up to, buddy? Besides racing the police. Besides racing the police... Um, and going to people's weddings who I don't know, uh, man, I, man, I've been trying to just relax for a weekend, dude. I, I really just want a weekend of just relaxation. Basically, I want to do nothing for a weekend. So what are we doing right now? Well, we are, we are being extremely mentally engaged at this moment. I'm mentally engaged with you. Yes. <sighs> We've got plenty of questions for you. I have tons of questions for you. You have questions for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, the world has questions for you, Pat. Most people do. Like, how have you managed to survive this long? Um, are you really that dumb? Um, you know, I got. I have people asking me questions all the time. Why would somebody ask you, are you really that dumb? Because the level of intelligence that I possess is so earthly mind-shattering that people can't take it as truth and only assume that I'm just making it up and that I'm ignorant and stupid. Are you? No, no, of course not. I mean, I've proven I that. I, um, ask, I don't know why I would ask that question. Yeah, I've already proved that I'm a bad on person. each and every episode. I mean, you don't have to believe me either. I mean, you can always Google it and ring it and Yahoo it. Go ask your granddad, go ask my grandma. Your abuela. Mi abuela. Yes. <laughs> that is German for best friend. <clears throat> Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Abuela, right? Dude, so did you know that PlayStation 4s are only $200 right now? Tamara just showed it to me on Kmart.com. Oh my god. It kind of makes me want to go get one just because. It kind of makes me want to hit the stop button on Audacity and go fucking get it right now. You can price match it, actually. It's already sold out online. But they're saying you can price match it at Walmart. But you can price match it at Walmart. What? Basically anybody that price matches... You can get it for 200 Who's selling it at $200? Kmart. Kmart is, is the one that is selling it for $200. And of course, them being a reputable large company, anybody that has a price match guarantee will sell them, you know, they'll sell that PlayStation for that same price. We'll see. I'm going right now. I'm going to go take out a loan. A loan? <laughs> a $200 loan. I'll tell you we what. Both, we could both get PS4s right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. I'll, I'll tell you what. You, I'll give you two. I'll, I'll give you two hundred dollars for the PlayStation if you give me two seventy five back. Oh yeah, yeah. That sounds fantastic. That sounds like a great deal. Yeah. No. Two fifty. No. No. The reason I would buy the PlayStation so quick is because it's two hundred dollars, making it more expensive for me to buy. 
would defeat the purpose of me buying it. I mean, is there what games would you even want to play on that thing? What do you mean? Plants vs. Zombies. Um, That's it? Plants vs. Zombies. Plants vs. Zombies, Zombies really? Garden Warfare 2 is coming out. That's like a frick. The Dude. new Doom. No, there's a new Doom game coming out. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. Destiny. Like, Destiny. Yeah. Through the physics and the way the game feels. It is a fun game. It's, it's got a really nice feel to it. It's real Destiny. smooth. Destiny. Yeah. It reminds me of like a combination of Borderlands and uh, Mass Effect. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so, kind of. It's still fun, though. It's like the happy medium. Yeah, I mean... It, I mean, it's a good game. It, it is. What, uh, so what's been up with you, dude? I've uh, been sitting. Sitting. Sitting? I downloaded a... Uh, dude, badass app. I'm just going to have to throw it out there. Badass application I found for the computer is called Bluestacks. Bluestacks. Uh, Bluestacks. You download it for your computer, and you open it up, and it's the Android store. Like the the Android market. All right. Google Google Play. Store. Uh-huh. You can download any Android app or video game and play it on your computer. Really? Yeah. That's pretty neat. It's like an emulator, Everyone's, basically. Yeah, it's an Android emulator, but it has a direct connection to the Play Store. Like, there's no special crap you have to do. Like, it just downloads straight from the Play Store. And it has multi-window functionality. Like, you can open more than one window at a time. Like, it's it's nuts. Ha! It's pretty cool. But I got Plants vs. Zombies 2. Have you got Windows 10 yet? No. It's for free. It is? Yeah, you just download it, dude. I got it. I'm running it right now. For the Windows first... 10's free? Yeah, dude. It's like Talk the... about it. For the first time in months, I can actually set a picture to my desktop background. It's kind of cool. I forgot that that was even a thing. <laughs> and, like, none of my games have been interrupted with, like, my game screen minimizing to tell me, oh, your Windows might be, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, pirated or counterfeit. Why is it free? I don't know, dude. I don't ask questions. Maybe it's some kind of, like, evil genius plot to pr- plan dude, a bunch that's of what I'm saying. stuff on our computers, and then one day that's they'll activate sorry. it, and frequencies will shoot out of our speakers into our brains and either turn us into obedient zombies or just liquidate our brains. Or maybe it's... Li- liquidate our brains? Like, yes. sell all of our brains' assets? No, like, liquidate them, as in, it'll make them turn into a liquidy mush. That's... And they'll liquefy. pour... It'll... it'll Liquidify. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to liquidate our brains. (laughs) I'm going to sell that shit like hotcakes, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm scared. That makes me scared of Windows 10. The fact that it is free makes me think there's something wrong. It's like Windows is in an ice cream truck, and I've never seen them before. And they're trying to get me to come in to buy my ice cream. Or get my ice cream for free. Yeah, that's creepy. I think Windows 8 for, like, PC, like, was such a big flop that people were going out of their way to to re-download Windows 7 and buy computers that had Windows 7 and not Windows 8 on it and stuff like that. That they were like, hmm. Almost definitely. I love Windows 7. Yeah, Windows 7 has been a big, is a, was one of their better, their, uh, better operating systems. But way fucking better than, like, Windows 8 or, you know. I miss XP, actually, but, you know. I like 98. Nah. But I think they were like, we need people to start thinking that this shit's cool again and not go back to Macintosh. So we're going to just give you this shit for free. Right? Just take take just take Windows 10. Just have it. Just enjoy it. Use it. Let them, let, just so you know that we can put good stuff out. It's like... It's kind of like when you've been selling like bullshit ass weed for years and you finally get a good connect and you got some bomb ass dro and it's like nobody even believes you. 
So, so you're just giving it to you. Just it's like, dude, I swear. Look here, take a little, take a little bud to put in your pipe. Just hit this shit. I swear, dude, this is the truth right here. And that's where Windows is at. This is where Microsoft is at right now. How do you know all this information? Like you're talking about it, like Tam- one of Tamra's friends is actually uh, uh, Zero's manager. How does Zero have a manager? He's isn't Zero like I ride solo or something? That's just all for that's all for show, dude. Oh my god! He's got a body pill. He snuggles up with at night. <laughs> that's got like a feminine, lo- feminine looking, feminine looking. He's got a cinnamon feminine uh, anime boy on there that he cuddles up with at night. Hmm. Yeah. Do they make those? Do you have one of those? I don't have one, but they sell them all the time at anime conventions. It's a real thing. Are you going to get one? I've thought about getting one, except I'd like to contact a manufacturer to see if they could like model it, model the character after me, so Tamara has something to cuddle to whenever I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Or like... If you ever wanted to just cuddle yourself. Yeah, for at first, like, sometimes it's like, Tamra doesn't want a spoon, and I'm like, I'm a damn good spooner. I'm spoon! <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't fork the spoon out of yourself, you should be fine. Yeah, for real. We got some questions for you, Pat. Well, I've got answers for the world. That's a good thing. Cue the song? Cue the song. Google it, Bing it, you know, Yahoo it, go ask your granddad, grandma. It's question time for that boy Pit Pat. He's gonna let you know where it's at. I do it like this and I do it like that. If you want the frip, you gotta have the frap. Talking about that chino. Know what I mean, Bo? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Questions for Pat. Questions for Pat. Who's re- who wrote these questions, man? Where are you getting these um, questions from? This is quite phenomenal, actually. Let me let me be honest with you. I have to go back. Go back to what? And find these questions, man. I made a post. It was just like, look, we need we need questions for PP, and so <laughs> questions for PP. Questions for PP. So I posted on my wall, hey, you know, if you have any questions for PP, ask him. Okay. Um, so we got a lot of questions. We got a, I'm a assuming they handful flooded of in. questions. I mean, we really did get some questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at 15 comments on here, so let's see what we got. You know what's really good? Okay. Here the it is. Starbucks Frappuccino that I'm drinking. Yeah, Starbucks is known for pumping out some quality, uh, some quality products. But, um, okay, so I have an email from uh, Zarek. Who's a continuation our conversation from our last podcast? You know, we had, we sent out a question back to him. He listened, as all you should, and he's responded. He says, "Dear virtual friends, thanks for answering." Wait a minute, virtual? We're virtual friends. We're not actually friends. That kind of hurts my feelings. I'm okay with that. Okay. So I want to find out if this man showers naked or not before I decide on this friend. <laughs> okay. Dear virtual friends, thanks for answering my question. It was very enlightening, and it definitely changed my life. See, people, see, look, we are changing lives with this show. You need to tell more people about this shit so you can, the word can get out and people can have their lives changed, hopefully for the better. Uh, continuing with the conversation, yes, I do shower naked. 
I find that it is easier to pee in the shower without having panties on. Regarding your answer to my previous question, something else came to mind. Since our flatulence produces chemicals like methane, nitrogen, and hydrogen, does that mean that it could be harvested for consumption? Is this what happened in the Matrix? Anywho, thanks again for taking your time to blow my mind away with your insightful views on life. Best regards, Zarek. Is that how you're supposed to say his name? You have to say it with an accent? Zarek. Yes. Zarek. Zurok. X-Rack. 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 Okay. It's like a new Pokemon. To get into your questions, Eric, of course, of course, you can harvest these things. It's it's no different than back in the heyday um, where uh, the old farms, man, they had huge pits where they would sit there and they'd pile up lots of manure and they would, they'd have holes that they would poop into and they'd get all the cow poops and the bird poops from all around their land and they'd shove it into this pit. And the methane gases that came off of it, they used to actually run methane, uh, you know, fueled lights in their homes. It was essentially like, you know, having electrical, you know, lights around, except instead of electricity running through wires, they had methane running through little pieces of pipe. And that's how they got light inside their houses. They burned that light. But the downside to this is that your house smells like shit constantly. It basically smells like you're walking through a turd the whole time you're living there. So, there's the downside to that. Now, in recent years, people have tried to revamp this idea to where um, uh, it's mostly been done in North Korea. You know, they've got a lot of bands where they don't like them using nuclear power and everything. So, they're trying to find out more power sources. And they don't really give a shit about human rights over there. They just tell their people to do stuff and their people have to do it. So... What they've been doing in North Korea, them them ill folk over there have been taking their people and essentially shoving hoses up their asses and putting it, using those gases to heat a boiler, which boils water and produces steam, and they use that steam to, to turn turbines. Uh, so they, they've actually got uh, two of these plants in production right now that are being built. They say... That it'll provide roughly uh, 500,000 people with jobs, uh, you know, of course, of supplying the gases, you know. Now, they will be strict, very strict diets to make their their bowels produce as much gases as possible. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, so they're, they're assuming that by the year 2055 that they'll be completely running on uh, methane emissions over there. They're going to get rid of all their coal plants and nuclear plants and all that kind of stuff. You're That's just fascinating. Gonna, yeah. That's the, really they, they are thinking it'll take probably 85% of the population to be able to do it. So, you know, but it's going to be good for the environment. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And it, keeps, it keeps people out of trouble and off the streets. Yes, it does. You know, it's like you can't be up there trying to start a revolution to get rid of oppression whenever you, you're in a factory with a hose shoved up your ass, you know, siphoning gases from you. Um, awesome. Thanks. Thanks, as always, uh, to all of our listeners, you know, first off, but also to Zarek for bringing back a, um, a serial question, like something that's come back twice. You know, it's been built upon and we've been able to expand upon that. Uh, thanks for your input. Uh, of course, if you have any questions, uh, pretty sure PP over here would be glad to answer them. I'm not going to answer that PP, really. 
That's what we decided last episode, you, right? <laughs> you can call me Pity Pat, Pat Pat, Pat Pat, Fat Cat, Zip Zat, <laughs> Tit Tat. But PP, no, don't call me PP. I thought if, I thought this is uh, virtually grown ups with PP and the Alchemist. That's, <laughs> that's what we're doing now, right? <laughs> no, it's Fat I'll Pat. I'll change and the my Alchemist. voice. You change your voice. I'll change my voice. If you're gonna call me you're PP, PP, you're gonna have to put my voice through a uh, what's it called? A, a T painizer. T painizer. PP. You know how it fluctuates uh, my voice like that? Yeah, that's what you'll have to do. That was hot. So, what other questions do you have for us today? Uh, Marco has a question. Marco, Marcus, Marco, Antonio, Tejeda, Tejeda, Tejada. Tejada. Tejada is the correct pronunciation of that name if for all you, you like n- Marco, non-Spanish Tejada. people. <laughs> uh, Marco wants to know. Okay. <laughs> who made Stonehenge? Who made Stonehenge? Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Like the the yeah. hinges ma- hinges made of stone, like door hinges. No, 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 no. I think he's referring to the uh, the World Wonder. Isn't that a World Wonder? It is a, oh, the Wonder of the World. One of the Wonders of the World. You're talking about the place over there in Scotland, eh? It's got the giant blocks piled up on top of themselves, eh? Yeah. Yes, okay. It's a fantastic accent. I mean, I love it. Thank you, thank you. I actually uh, spent ten years in Scotland, so I had to assimilate the accent over there. Of one of them eating the Scottish eggs and drinking beer, eh? And throwing logs, throwing telephone poles through people's faces. Yeah, so, you know, you gotta fit in. Get in where you fit in, you know what I mean? So, moving on to the question at hand. Um, there's been all kinds of theories thrown out that, you know, oh, you know, it was these pagans and this was one of their altars where they drug these stones from, you know, hundreds of miles away. Then you have some of these other crazy yahoos talking about it was um, uh, aliens came down and they sat there and they were, you know, building these stones. That's stupid. Why the hell would aliens come down here and just start moving it, you know, stones around? Is this supposed to be, you know, are they trolls? Is this supposed to be some kind of troll-ass move? He's like, dude, Bob, watch this shit. I'm going to put these, these blocks over here and these humans are going to be sitting there scratching their heads about it for like... A thousand years or some shit, dude. It's gonna be hilarious. Watch, watch, watch. No, that's dumb. Aliens aren't trolls. We already talked about this, dude. Remember Transformers? No. Uh, the theory that I tend to lean with is that, um, uh, geographical, uh, location of Scotland is quite unstable. Um, so the, th- the theory is that once upon a time, a few centuries ago, there was a massive eruption that uh, the crater in Arizona that they thought was a meteor was actually a tunnel that shot straight through the earth to China. Okay, And whenever that, that, that tunnel caved in, it shot through the earth and acted as a catapult and shot a bunch of these rocks. And it shot them up through, through space. Now, while they're orbiting, you know, they were getting struck by other space debris that whittled them down and whittled them down and eventually pushed them back into Earth's atmosphere and sat there and came through the atmosphere, smashed into the ocean. Now, this is actually how England and Scotland was formed. It was a... Um, there was nothing there at first. 
but whenever these rocks came down and smashed into the water, it blew away all the water and vaporized it into space. And so it actually lowered the sea level of Earth to where those low lands right there were actually above land now. And that's just... Now, you, you can sit there and Google and Bing this shit, and you'll be able to see that whenever things are in orbit around Earth, that they'll sit there and find their own symmetrical orientation to each other. And that's how Stonehenge was formed. You know, these rocks just got into their own orbit around each other because of their spin and the axis of the universe, smashed in the Earth, created Stonehenge, and then, you know, you had some pagans coming along and find this shit. And they're like, oh, snap, dude. Look at these rocks. They're so awesome. And so they sat there and they just whittled those rocks down and smoothed them into squares and stuff and then ran around. But they were already they were already there? Yeah, they were they were there. They were okay. there. They just they just worshipped around them because they're stupid. Shoving broomsticks up their butts, calling themselves witches and shit. Hmm. Jorge Burgos wants to know How far does the universe go? As in, is there ever a point? where it stops now um yes and no the the universe is kind of a weird thing uh it's actually where some of the uh, some of the original games of mario came from uh there's a lot of people don't realize it but the original creator of uh mario brothers was a nobel peace award winning uh physicist he had a come up with a lot of theories about how the universe expanded and how it went and it's what actually motivated him to make the video game in mario where you know it's the the little battle stages where it's like you walk all the way to the right stage off to the right and it puts you back to the left you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah well yes that's, that's that is what the universe is like basically if you ever did have a ship that could travel fast enough to where you'd be able to make it across the expanse within your own lifetime, you would find yourself just starting back at where you, you know, finishing where you started. It's just a giant continuous loop. Is that a, like a four-dimensional loop? It's actually six dimensions. Okay. Six physical dimensions and then the eighth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. The ninth or the... Sh- what? How does this work again? Well, you have the sixth and seventh dimension, which they're they're... You just want to stay away from them for the most part. They time is kind of weird there, and like the whole area, most worlds are just you know compiled of you know fecal matter. Are you trying to stroke my chest? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, keep talking. It just makes me want to stroke your chest when you talk like this. Uh, the eighth dimension is pretty comical. That's where eighth dimension comics came from. That's where the comics were invented from. Actually, visitors from the eighth dimension came to the world. Uh, America and Japan and influenced us to start making comics and and whatnot. Yeah. Hmm. Meh. Meh. Starbucks. So where does the universe end? At the, where it begins. And where does the universe begin? Wherever it ends. Basically, basically, theoretically, you could say that the universe is infinite. And with us being infinite inside of this infinity, that we have infinitely sized peckers. <laughs> okay, that took a wild turn. Um, Jorge wants to also know uh, what actually happens when you go in a black hole. Uh, he added that he doesn't mean a butthole either. He means a real black hole. So he he pretty much doesn't want you to talk about butts like you normally would. Okay. And just, just cut to the chase. 
Cut to the chase. You're talking about gravitational pull black hole. Not a butthole. Not a butthole. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, you have this thing around the black hole, which essentially is just... The black hole is just basically some mass that's been condensed infinitely to where it has a ridiculous amount of gravity. So once you get close enough to this object, you reach the uh, the point of no return, the event horizon. That's once you've crossed this line that you uh, can no longer escape the pool of its gravity. Now once you got there, uh, it, some weird things start to happen. The close, the, whatever part of your body reaches first is going to start slowing down in time. So it, it, it begins to be very, very painful. You know, uh, it would start to eventually, once you got close enough, like, say you were pointing at it and your finger was the closest thing, you know, going to arrive at it first. Eventually, eventually, the tip of your finger would start disintegrating and start pulling your insides out through the tip of your finger. And be really weird, though, because time's different for different parts of your body. So, at, like, your feet, your feet would be, like, traveling at light speed, like, trying to burst through the through your whole body. But at the same time, they're moving almost at no speed at all. It's very weird and painful. It's like your intestines are being, like, ripped apart and, like, slammed into each other at light speed, but they're not moving at all. Until, eventually, you look like a dried-up apricot. And once, you know, your body was null and void of any intestines and things, you would actually be dead. But at the same time, like I said, time is strange. It would have never happened. And so it's always happening. Now, once you actually, all your your insides and everything have made it into the wormhole. uh, Well, I say wormhole. They they think it's a wormhole. Uh, Once you got it into the black hole, you would eventually be part of the mass that creates the black hole. But you'd be turned into a new kind of energy of radi- that is radiated out of the black hole and shot back into space. And this is how the universe keeps expanding. You become the universe. You become antimatter and matter and energy. <laughs> All right. So those uh, black holes, they fuel the universe. Yep. Hmm. You're actually, we're actually comprised of black holes. We're actually, I'm, you're a black hole, actually. Silence. Matt Rogers would like to know why the tag of his shirt is on the outside of his shirt. Oh, this is one of those uh, philo- philosophical, one of those uh, philosophical questions. Falafel questions. This is a falafel question. Falafel questions. We're gonna answer you. Uh, well, in 1987, uh, Harvard came out with a study of, of shirt tags. Uh, they they had a thousand of them that were inside and a thousand of them outside. And they started doing some DNA testing to try to get to the bottom of how come sometimes shirt tags are on the inside and how come some of them are on the outside. Um, now, it gets weird because they don't actually differ genetically speaking. It, in, in, in fact, every shirt tag has the exact genetic makeup, Okay. Regardless of whatever it says or whatever it's made of, they actually possess the same genetic code. It's really interesting. Now, so what these scientists have found out about these shirt tags, or as they like to call them, Tagalitis palucus, is that the thing that seems to impact them the most is the black makeup of the individual that wears the shirt. 
So depending, you know, they can make a thousand of these shirts, but depending on what black hole your body is part of and made of, that the the shirt tag will sometimes be on the inside of your shirt or it might be on the outside of your shirt. And depending on what people are around you makes a difference. So if I came out of black hole 352592 and you came out of black hole 344456, it might be on the inside. But if we add a third person who came out of black hole 199214-star, it might go back onto the other way. You know, it might be on the inside or the outside. You never know. It's 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 really one of those, you know, mysteries of the universe that, you know, we're trying to understand at a fundamental level. It's kind of scary if you think about it. It kind of makes you want to really, really consider who you're around. It does, you know, because it's like you never know. You might walk up to somebody and all of a sudden you're... you're, you're got your tag on the outside of your shirt and it's kind of embarrassing you know it's almost kind of like walking around with your tally whacker hanging out yeah we've all done that right yeah dude all the time man uh dexter gutierrez would like to know what will be the downfall of humanity the downfall of humanity are you a prophet um <laughs> uh, of sorts i have been known to be a soothsayer from time to time um Personally, what do I think will be the downfall of humanity? There's all kinds of, you know, uh, theories out there. People have got their own, like, they feel like they've read things from the Bible, this and that, or different prophets of, you know, of different times. Personally, though, I don't think it's going to be any of these crazy ideas like, you know, nuclear war or, you know, uh, lack of resources on the earth that will eventually lead to the fall of mankind and life on earth as we know it but i think we will be our own undoing in this in the form of um sudden combustion i think that uh it'll be an apocalyptic end of people just spontaneously combusting upon themselves to form a new black hole on earth eventually uh, as we all know that each day goes on, uh, the general populace becomes more and more enthralled with internet and social media. I mean, that's, you know, pretty common knowledge at this point in day. You know, you don't have to be an astounded scholar to know that people really like their Twitter and, and Facebook and whatnot. Uh, but who can blame them? There's, it's pretty good stuff. So, so there's some, some scary studies find coming out though that people are becoming so addicted and, and so and having social media become such a necessity part of their life that they're forgetting basic things like using the restroom. Now, if you've if you've been if they if you've been listening to our podcast, you would have uh you know, you would have heard on one of our other episodes where we addressed uh this issue of sudden combustion of people and what the leading theory is and uh basically it's a buildup of gases in the body that turns volatile and leads to the person exploding and it's a very real threat and one that needs to be addressed more but i think the government is afraid of mass hysteria and so they you know they try to keep these kind of things secret uh there's actually been some uh you know more more research come out in the past uh, two months that I was reading a scientific journal on uh, yesterday saying that they have in fact proven that that is the cause of spontaneous combustion and now if you go back to Oxford 
they've recently done a study uh, showing where there's been in the past five years a 32.56% increase in people putting off restroom breaks because they were so enthralled in their social media of I've got to Facebook, put this on Facebook, or I've got to check into this, or I've got to make this Twitter post real quick, or let me take a selfie and post it to Facebook or Tumblr or Twitter or whatever it may be. Now, this, the, the, where they're hypothesizing that this is going to lead to, and not even in like far futuristic times, but it's there's an exponential slope of how fast people are putting off their bathroom breaks and they 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 speculate that within the next 10 years that we people might be at critical mass of not using the restroom and it's going to set off a chain event of people spontaneously combustion and that everybody across the world will be already have such a buildup of volatile gases mixed in with their bloodstreams that they won't even have to be at the brink of where they themselves with no outside of exposure explode but once that first person explodes well it's going to blow up the person next to them they blow up two people next to them and so on and so on until the earth becomes scorched from people's spontaneous combustion and it burns everything and It'll be such a massive explosion all the way around and happens so fast the earth that it compresses the earth into a finite piece of mass and forms a new black hole and destroys our universe. So there's tons of black holes in the universe already, right? Yes, but this one would be uh, on a scale unprecedented and unbeknownst to us as far as what the known universe holds now. I was going to spontaneously combust if I didn't talk about Dragon Ball Z. Oh my god. Are you a Dragon Ball Z fan? Well, yeah. We talked about this on the last episode. I'm super excited about the movie. Uh, and I was saying, you know, I missed the premiere and everything at the movie tavern, which was okay. I mean, it was fun. Um, I ended up going to see it. Really? Yes. And? I felt like a little kid, dude. I was just like, I wanted to piss my pants. Why was like, it that From good? excitement. Well, no, I mean... <laughs> no, it really sucked. <laughs> no, it was good. But this is before I even set foot in the actual movie theater. Yeah. I was already ready to piss my pants. Um, yeah, it was awesome, man. It was fucking great. Dude, I remember I remember the other morning I got so excited that I woke up that I pissed myself. Did you really? Or I, I might have just pissed myself while I was sleeping. I'm not sure. You probably woke up to yourself pissing. <laughs> but I was already awake. I nearly pissed myself. From excitement, um, and it was good, man. Like, and I don't want to ruin anything. Like, I enjoyed it so much. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, but I just want to say, uh, I didn't see Battle of the Gods. I don't know how it was, but I heard it was mediocre and a lot of fan service. I will say there's some fan service in this one. Uh, uh, that but has it's, to be. It's not like fan service like you're thinking. It's fan service like um, it's real fan service. It's like what we want. They're doing what we want to see them do. It's they're taking they're taking the show a direction. We want to see them take it, and they're having characters um, play roles that we enjoy, and they know we're going to enjoy it, and they're doing it for that. They're not doing it to write a new story or whatever, whatever. They're making certain lines in the show, and certain things happen with certain characters because the fans want to see it. So I like that. That's true fan service. That's what fan service means. Uh, it's not all just um, over-the-top uh, scantily clad women or anything like that. Yeah. True fan service caters to the fan. That's the definition of it. And I really feel like um, they did a lot and they did it very well to cater to us as Dragon Ball Z fans. That's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about the movie. That is literally the only thing I'm going to say about the movie. So, would you recommend people to go see it? You know, die, the Die Hard, uh, Dragon Ball Z fan, all I mean, all the way to the person that's maybe never even watched an episode of it, but is into these kind of shows. You would recommend it to them too. Uh well, I mean, I went with my buddy Jose, uh, but we also took um, his girlfriend Davisha. Uh, and Davisha's been a long-time friend of mine, too. But I know she doesn't watch Dragon Ball Z. Um, she just wanted to go because he is going. Right. And so she went and watched the movies with the movie with us. And she didn't hate it. Like, I, she sat there and watched it. She didn't hate it. And she's never watched Dragon Ball Z. So, I mean, it was a good movie. It had a lot of funny parts. Um, people were in there rolling laughing. I wouldn't say rolling laughing. But there were a lot of really good, like, really made me smile parts. They were really good. Not, you don't get a damn detail. Oh man, I don't know. I'm, I'm really skeptical whenever they they come through and try to make movies based off of like some of these anime shows and things of that nature. Like, really, really, guys. I feel like they're just being greedy and trying to like squeeze out a little bit more out of it. I wish they would. There's a new Dragon Ball series coming out. Uh, it's called Dragon Ball Super. Dude, I hope it's not going to be some like gay bullshit. You know, them just like striving to keep this anime series going. Apparently it's already out. It's already out? Yeah, not in English yet. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, if it works. I wonder if it's going to be uh, good. you think it'll be good, or do you think it's going to make me want to like take my computer and shoot it with a shotgun? Yeah, and then yeah. try to like run through it and get electrocuted and stabbed with glasses. <laughs> I just, I'm hearing mixed things. About how people feel about it, but honestly, I feel like New Dragon Ball Z is something that we've needed. They keep making the video games and stuff, and the video games are good. They're badass video games. So, why not bring the show back in? I guess I'm not opposed to it. I mean, it's like, really, they haven't made anything uh, original probably in, ever. And, I mean, they're, they're, I can't I can't tell you the last time I've like watched an anime and been like, oh, this is totally a ri- Attack on Titan, actually. I can say... That Attack on Titan, when I watched that, that was like, wow, this is super original. I've never seen any show like this. I would say the same thing about uh, Sword Art Online, but I believe there might have been other shows of that particular like kind of idea and genre before that. I just wasn't aware of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they basically, you know, I think Dragon Ball Z was like one of the ones that kind of like set the whole... You know, power-up type, uh, you know, here's a fighter that's going to get stronger to beat the new boss type thing. And they've got the same basic characters, you know, here's the here's your stupid but strong and incredibly good-natured hero. Here's the, the cute chick who can't really do anything, but is for some reason always hanging out with this guy and, you know, and so on and so on. Haley and I watched the first episode of Dragon Ball last night. What did Haley say about it? She liked it. I finally got her to watch it. I mean, I've been talking to her. Like, hey, let's watch Dragon Ball. Let's watch Dragon Ball. She keeps saying no. But uh, she actually gave in last night, and we watched it, and she enjoyed it. And I think Jen enjoyed it, too. Who cares if Jen enjoyed it? I do. Why? Because. What are you doing? What is in your mouth? What is in your mouth? Nothing. Spit it out. I was chewing on my finger. That's gross, dude. in my mouth. That's nasty. I know. I'm gross. So, other than Dragon Ball Z, I mean, have you played any new Zelda games? <laughs> <laughs> no. I haven't played any Legend of Zelda, but 
we're going to talk about Legend of Zelda on this episode because the one other thing I want to talk about is um, I'm so proud of my daughter. I'm super proud of her. Really? Um, I couldn't be a prouder parent. I'm just so impressed with the way she's grown. Has um, she, she, she is she doing like super well in school or something? Or no, there's no school right now. I mean, she's just she, really impressing me though. I mean, is she. Um, I mean, is she, she's turning showing you some like strong morals that you're you're proud to have. No, oh, no, absolutely like, not. No, oh. no, no. Um, um, then, she, um, she her birthday's coming up. Okay. And she requested a Legend of Zelda birthday party. That's what you're super proud about. Yeah, I mean, like I, I got a, uh, ha- I have I, a ten year old. She's about to be eleven years old. Daughter who is so cool. Like she was so cool that she wanted a Legend of Zelda birthday party. Of all the things to be proud of your child of, Kel, I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is probably like at least the top two reasons you should be proud of somebody. I know. Yeah, I'm excited. It's like, did your did your kid like save somebody's life? No. Uh, you know, but they did. You know, want a Zelda, a Legend of Zelda themed birthday party. Damn, Damn. that is pretty good. Yeah, I'd That's be proud. Right I'd be proud. So I was super excited. It, I mean, like in all honesty, it makes me feel like a pretty cool parent that my kid um, requested a Legend of Zelda birthday party. She's also been very well behaved and uh, you know is being very good uh, as a human being. Legend of Zelda is you know ten times more important than that. But like you know the whole Triforce with the wings symbol and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just gonna be able to get some you know a flat piece of fondant and I can razor cut that shape. I'm just gonna make a green cake, you know. And then put that fondant on top in the shape. And then I'm going to make a bunch of green cupcakes to match it. And you know that gold spray you can spray on cake? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make a little stencil of that same symbol. Badass. I'm going to hold it over the cupcakes and spray it onto each cupcake. Why don't you just go to, like, Home Depot and we'll just get some spray paint and just call it good, dude. Mm-hmm. That'd be a spray lot paint, easier. ceramic pots. Yeah. I'm going to spray paint the fuck out of them. What you got, man? What you got? What you got? Oh, man. I mean... I've got a I've got a couple little shows I've been watching here lately that are pretty badass. Um, so this is one show I've started watching recently. They've only got a few episodes out. It's you know been it just released here in July. Uh, it's called God Eater. Um, it's a somewhat similar. They've taken the basic plot of um, like say Attack on Titan, where it's like this post apocalyptic style thing going on. Humans been you know, pressed into their small cities and there's not many of, you know, humans left and they're trying to fight back. And so this is, uh, in the future and they have futuristic tech and it's this particular part of the show, this, uh, this world we're living in the far East 2071 and there's the violent gods that they look like just demons of some sort. And, you know, they have apparently been formed by these, these, cells that they found they call them oracle cells that they found somehow drilling earth and thought they were going to make you know man we're going to make some awesome energy and be able to do all kinds of things with these cells and then it they just turned into monsters and started killing people and eating them and then they eventually came up with a way of using these cells to make weapons and to turn around and fight back against the demons and destroy them and actually the weapons will consume those those creatures for more energy to use those weapons and that's where they get the the term god eater from because they're they call them gods and they're they're killing them so it's uh it's only got like three episodes on hulu released i think they have a total of 13 though that have actually been released in total uh it's um directed by 
um, excuse my pronunciation, but Takeyuki Hirayo, uh, for, out of the UFA Table uh, Studio. It's a pretty good show. Y'all should check that out. I also have another game, uh, another show that I was checking out, dude, that's pretty awesome, called No Game, No Life. Now, this is like, I like this one because it steps back in the virtual reality somewhat, kind of RPG uh, life, almost, but not quite. Uh, you've got these uh, these two siblings, well, step-siblings. Um, uh, there is Sor, he's an 18-year-old male, and he's really good at with set strategies and cold readings and whatnot. And then he's got an 11-year-old stepsister, uh, Shiro, who's good at calculations and logic. And they basically bond to together to make a freaking badass team like when it comes to games they're unbeatable the whole world knows them only as blank because they actually the, their screen name their their gamer tag is just empty space it's nothing there so they get the name people call them blank they've never been beaten at any game they ever play they play multiple so it's games. like me and you yeah basically dude except okay. we actually have names but uh so they're just hanging out chilling playing games kicking ass some some kid pops up and challenges them, challenges them to a game of chess, and they play. And so it turns out that this guy that challenged them was a god from a different dimension or some shit. They wanna, they get transported into this world where it's, the whole world is ran by games. You know, they got uh, the different. There's different races. There's 16 different races, humans being included with them, and the guy that brought them there is actually like the god of that world and so the only way you can challenge him to take his place as the god is by conquering the other 16 races and getting the chance to fight him the way they they go about uh, uh coming to terms on anything you know whether it's land or any kind of dispute is through games like any kind of game you make you have it's like this is the game we'll play here are the rules to it and this is what we're playing for done deal this is how kingdoms are won and lost through games so this is it's all about their uh struggle and their their uh their journey of basically helping the humans out who have who are the weakest of all the races to become the powerhouses and take over the spot of god huh now something That's else something that i'm cool. I'm interested in talking about a little bit is some Magic the Gathering. And I haven't talked about this here lately, but I've kind of got reinterested in playing. Uh, whenever I realized that there was a new set that had come out called Magic Origins. Now, I started doing some looking at some like Mythic Spoiler and stuff to check out some of the cards and doing a little research. And I found out that they were that the that Magic the Gathering as we know it was coming to an end. I was like, oh my god, after 30-something years, are they really stopping the Magic? They're not going to be releasing cards? You know, this is over? No. They're just changing the way they release the sets. Um, they referred to Magic uh, Origins as being the last set to be released because they're, they're, they're changing it up to where they release multiple sets um, uh, throughout the year to a two-block model, basically. And so, sets being dropped the way that we've known them to be is a thing of the past. But, other than other, besides that, they also are trying to, I guess, in a sense, make a bond with us more, you know? They they want to, the lore to mean more to us. And so, in their own little ways, they're trying to like bring that back. 
flavor um, text on everything. Well, not even so much flavor text, but even with the, the, the actual artwork itself. So, like, excuse me. Um, if you look at the cards, uh, Dark Dabbling, Necromonic Summons, and Dark Petition, which are all some black uh, um, spells. One's an instant and the other two are sorceries. Um, it, it actually, the, the main character of the card, you know, this little human girl, uh, she's the main character of the artwork. And they range from common to uncommon to rare. And to bring the story along with this particular person... And the you know all three spells kind of have the the same theme. They try to progress her story. So in Dark Dabblings, the common card instant, it shows her in her little workshop. She's doing some kind of little magic spell. She's in her own little domain doing her thing. Well, in the next one, Necromonic Summons, this is her next phase of her journey. She's gaining power, and it's uh, showing her in this field battling a monster. And then it goes to Dark Petition. Where it shows her, you know, and this is the rare card, and it shows her basically with a demon. She's got a cultist of followers, and she's like making a deal with the devil, you know. It's kind of showing her stage of her beginning, her journey, and then her ultimate goal of her accomplishing that. And so they're, in every way, they're trying to like give more story and personification to the cards themselves. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh,. I mean, they're and they're expanding that not with just even the little basic cars, but they're also trying to uh, to go with the planeswalkers themselves. You know, they're they're trying to make it to where uh, each planeswalker has important, rare, mythic uh, cards depicting their story. You know, with some legendary creatures and equipment and stuff to to try to build on the story of the planeswalkers themselves. You know what I mean? So they're almost they're they're basically. Trying to put all these cards together to to uh, basically tell five different stories between the five different colors of magic, you know, and bring it into more of you know a brought to life work. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. Uh, Origins has got some pretty cool mechanics out there, and I'll be interested to see what the new block and the new mechanics come out. You know, because uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's gotten a little bit stale here lately, and I think that they've realized that, and that's why they're trying to make a change. Hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to have to sell my fucking 14,000 magic cards that I have. Are you really? If I, wanna get, if I get more magic cards, yeah, I, I need to sell all those. Don't sell them. Just burn them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, dude. I'm going to sell them and I'll burn the money. The money won't take up as much space and cause as much fire. True story. I'll sell them and then I'll burn the money I get from them. Let me go through them and see if I can't ha- take any of them to make some decks because there's still like a bunch of re-releases. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what's been kind of taking up my time. Uh, this, that's what my hobbies have consisted of lately, watching these couple anime shows and uh, checking out and seeing what Magic the Gathering has to offer me lately. And that's what they got going on. It's pretty exciting. So what up? What up, man? We're going to talk about some awesome stuff. What kind of awesome stuff? Just these great inventions, great creations that people... Average shows like me and you, they come up with this stuff. They, they're sitting at their house and, like, you know what? This would be fantastic. And instead of being a dreamer and dreaming about success, they're doers. Uh, and they do these things. And, you know. Hell yeah. For the. Considering yeah. the mass of stupid people on this earth, um, a lot of these ideas are very, very successful because those people are the ones who buy into them. Yeah, I mean, I can just map. <clears throat> <laughs> 
I can just imagine. <coughs> I can just imagine old Billy Joel over there sitting in his chair. He's like, man, I got to take a dump, but I don't want to miss this next lap of NASCAR. If only there were some way to get my turds from here into the bathroom. And that's where he comes up with the idea for the poop shoot. What's the poop shoot? Poop shoot, that's um, a device that's basically a vacuum that sucks turds from wherever you are and dispenses them into the toilet. See, that's a great idea. Yeah, it is. I want to talk about a bunch of stupid-ass phone apps. Phone apps, yeah. Why would you need these? What kind of phone apps? Like, a level? That's really handy. A flashlight? That's handy. Does the level work? Yeah, it works. I mean, I I don't know if it works as good as my my craftsman level that I got from Sears because them craftsman levels man I mean they come out they're like within you know ten thousandths of an inch accurate I mean I don't know if I can say the same thing about a phone but craftsman you know they got their stuff together so whenever you buy a craftsman uh, tool you can always assume that it's you know of that most quality because that's all craftsman puts out and uh, you can find craftsman at any you know Sears location and uh, some came if they still if you still have uh, Kmart's uh, you know, you can buy Craftsman tools from there too. You know, don't ever, don't forget about the warranty that Craftsman gives you. You know, lifetime warranty. It breaks. Come get a new one, Craftsman. These stupid ass phone apps. I mean, God, dude, I'm just like shaking my fucking head over here. I have one of them. Um, <laughs> I have an app that reminds you to drink water. <laughs> it almost sounds useful. And like, to be honest with you. Like, sometimes I don't remember to drink water, dude. You need water to live. I know, and you know, there's probably points in the day where my body is just like automatically like, oh my god, I am going to die if I don't drink water right now. I'm sure I do that. I'm sure my brain eventually, the reason I do drink water ever is because my brain just automatically does it. But I don't ever think to myself, hey, I should have a bottle of water right now. Yeah. Like, you know, you're supposed to you're supposed to prehydrate before you go do something. You're supposed to make sure you drink a lot of water before you go do stuff in the sun or go to work. I don't do stuff like that, man. So there's an app that you can get for your phone. It's free. Um that reminds you to drink water and tells you how much water you should be drinking. Huh. But it's stupid. That's a stupid phone app. That That's is. dumb. <laughs> what is it? It just sets up alarms. Hey, go drink some water, dude. You're about to <laughs> <Yeah>. die. <laughs> hey buddy. Hey buddy. Why don't you have a glass of water today? (laughs) It comes with like a device that you actually plug it into the headphone jack and then you stab it into one of your arteries and it measures your like H2O content of your blood. The only problem with the app is that you it never heals up and you're constantly draining blood, so eighty percent of the people that get the app die. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a uh, an app called Manpoke. Manpoke? That's hot. Yeah, it's for uh, it's like a stress ball. It's like an on-screen stress ball. So if you get frustrated, there's a man in a business suit that stands on the screen, and you can poke him and hurt him. (laughs) That's it? So you you just repeatedly poke him and hurt him. (laughs) That sounds kind of fun, actually. (laughs) Does he, like, get bruised and beaten up whenever you poke him? Can you, like, rip his clothes off and, like... I don't know. I didn't download it. (laughs) That's awesome. What else? I got a useless app I found out. I, I, uh, uh, I had actually downloaded one time it's called um poop raring and you what's it called poop raring okay and it's a it's a game where you have a little turd and it's you trying to nurture and make that turd the best turd it can be oh hmm yeah that almost sounds fun though <laughs> there's a uh, app called fake an excuse um for 99 cents 
It uh, has random sounds. It's for well, it's not random sounds. It's forty-five realistic sounds. Uh, I'm assuming um, I'm assuming they're throwing up sounds or shitting sounds or something. Oh my uh, god! So like you can be on the phone and freaking insert these sounds into your call- phone call or something? Right, boss, boss. I don't think I'm gonna make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you pick an excuse. There's several excuses to choose from. Uh, bees, they are everywhere. Um, I'm in a busy hospital. Uh, the toilet is clogged. Uh, I need to bees. go to the bathroom. Bees everywhere. The ice cream truck is here. Uh, a riot is about to break out. It's excuses for anything. Like, if anybody calls you and asks you anything... Uh, I'm at the gym playing ball, uh, and then there's background noises that you can insert, so it sounds like you're at the gym playing ball. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, squeak, yeah. squeaky, shoo, squeak, shoo, squeak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or like a riot is about to break out. It's a bunch of angry rioters. <gasps> Rebel Rousey Rouse. Rebel Rouser. <laughs> Rebel Rousers. Um, that's a cool phone app. That's cool, right? That's really cool, man. Yeah, fake an excuse. It's 99 cents. There's a uh, an app for just $4.99. Where you could get on your smartphone while you're having contractions, when you're having a baby, and you can uh, log how far apart your contractions are into your phone. <coughs> Shut up, dude. It's only four ninety nine. That is that's asinine. a steal. I mean, do you plan on like having babies like every other day or something, where this is like for real, like something that's needed? I mean, won't you be around doctors that will be doing that? I mean, that's that kind of that's kind of their job, right? Yeah. What do I need an app for? It's like, are you going to even be able to hold your phone? While you're squeezing out the little baby, just pooping I'm, it out your V. We'll see. I don't know. I've never pooped out a baby, so maybe you can. Maybe it's yeah. not as bad as women like us to think. I'll about. download the app so when I do poop out a baby. Um, Speaking of baby pooping, have you ever seen a V like when it's all opened up? Yeah, and shooting babies out. Yes. Um, hold the button. There's a ga- uh, app called Hold the Button. It's a game. <laughs> um, you try and hold down the button for as long as you can. Dude, I would. Be- I would demolish that game, dude. I wouldn't be able to play it. Dude, I could hold that button forever, dude. I have a real real problem. Like, after, like, after two hours, about two and a half hours, I start, get, it start getting real hard to keep my thumb in the same spot. Are you kidding me, dude? Two and a half hours is probably max. That's what I would go. Dude, you could do that, man. No. Dude, hold you the button. could probably go to the championships if we're button holding. You think? Yeah, dude. Easy, man. I got faith in you, dude. That's good. Hey, there's an app that you can take pictures with, and then you can select parts of the picture to make that part of the picture jiggle. Uh, it also comes with the option to enlarge any part of a picture. Um, so you can, you know, you take a picture of something, you select the areas of that something that you want to jiggle, and then um, while they're jiggling, you can make them bigger and jiggle. It sounds like it sounds like like a Photoshop or something. Basically. It's not Photoshop. It's specifically to select objects and make them jiggle. I mean, what kind of objects would I want to make jiggle in a picture? I don't know. They use an example here. There's a lady in the grocery store. Uh-huh. Uh, she's wearing like a tank top. Uh, she's got two watermelons held up in front of her. Uh-huh. Uh, it looks like they've enlarged the watermelons, uh, and I think they're jiggling them. Are you serious? Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to jiggle... I don't understand jiggle, why that's not a mandatory uh, um, app that should just come on every phone. Like, I feel like there should be legislature to make you actually be forced to have that app by the government dude yeah jiggles 3d wobble good stuff so if you want to jiggle any part of anything or just enlarge it and make it jiggle larger yeah 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 
So it's good stuff coming out for the phone. I mean, this is all stuff people work really hard on. Uh, I would expect you to go to these people and donate, maybe donate some money to them so they can continue developing fantastic apps. I mean, look at Sim Stapler. It's a stapler you can practice stapling on your phone. Like, it's a stapler and you touch it and it pushes down and it spits out a staple. What? Yeah. What? <coughs> Does this cost anything? Uh, it is... Please tell me this doesn't cost money. Like, real... No, real this cost. one's free. This one's free. Thank God. Um, you tap the stapler on the screen, it makes stapling sounds, and after every ten taps, a British woman says, Splendid! <laughs> uh, and that's it. Ja, ja, that's ja, 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 ja. I might check this out. I want this app. I'm getting this app. I'm going to get Sim Stapler, and we're going to review it. Sound good? That sounds like a plan. It's not even on here. Well, screw that app then, dude. They don't want to be man enough to put that up out there so we can sample it and criticize it, dude. I mean, that's pretty sorry on their part. You know what I mean, dude? Yes. I found a stapler. Who made the stapler app? Four T's. I'm about to staple away. Staple. Let's do this. Come on, staple. Nice. Very nice. That's hot. I mean, it's working, too. I mean, it's just pumping. Are there actual staples falling off of your phone? No, the stapler just kind of moves. So it doesn't actually create staples in real life? No. Try to put a piece of paper behind your phone and see if it staples the paper. Okay. Oh, man, I don't have any pieces of paper. Yeah, dude, right there on the floor. Just grab that Just grab that paper right there. Okay. Sounds like paper, right? Yep. Okay. Is it a staple it? No. I don't know, man. <coughs> How much did you pay for this app? Uh, I paid $7 for that one. Mm, not too bad. If it was $8, I'd say it's worthless, but 7 that's okay. I'd pay $7 to be able to make fake staples. It didn't make fake staples, though. It just makes the sound of a stapler? Right. Huh. I would say it's only worth $6, then. You got cheated out of a dollar. Uh, I think I'll be okay. <coughs> <coughs> Ow, cough, cough, cough. Cough, cough, cough. Wish I had some Starbucks Frappuccino to get rid of this cough. Uh, I already drank an entire Starbucks Frappuccino, and I think I may buy one more, because you can never have enough Starbucks Frappuccino. Yep. But yeah, that was the stapler app. Um, it, it, you should still have a regular stapler at your house. Nah. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, I mean, you never know when you don't need to slam a stapler into your own. I actually have a super nice Swingline purple Swingline stapler. That's top you know, of the line right there, dude. I know. I know. I hold on to that thing. Uh, it's very near and dear to me. I don't staple a lot that of things, thing, but that's that good because they wear out if you use them a lot. That thing can staple right through the bone, dude. Yeah, pretty much. I stapled something to my forehead and it didn't come off for a week. Nice. That's yeah. how That's how it should be, though. <laughs> this, this phone one doesn't staple anything to my forehead. Really? Although 10 times less painful than an actual stapler, it doesn't really do its job as well. Meh. No pain, no gain. That's what the that's what the Brits say. So, you got anything uh, that you want to plug here? Uh, <clears throat> well, um, you know, uh, as as there's basically the same old things, man. You know, I mean, check out the Fire Pit Network. Come check us out, virtually grown ups. Like and share our stuff on Facebook and on the Fire Pit Network. Uh, share this uh, entertainment with as many people as you can, because as we said before, it's life changing. We're making a difference in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, I try to plug my wife as often as possible. Uh, Miss Tamara, she is also known as the Afro Queen. 
You can find her on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, she's busy today doing a commission that she had for an, for a costume for a little short movie right now. But you can always hit her up and see if she has time to uh, make you a costume for monies. You know, and don't be shitty about it and be like, well, can you just send me over the 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 you know the the designs and everything and how to do it and, and everything no don't be a dick you just give her money and she'll make it for you and it'll be cool it'll be nice you know you can come over she puts tape on you and she sees how big you are and she makes it and then you put it on and wear it around and people are like oh that's really awesome you know and then you can lie and say you made it if you want but you know that'd be shitty you could just tell people that afro queen made it and make them come give her money too yeah so, uh, yeah, that's what I got. That's, that's, that's what I got. Rock and roll. Craftsman. Craftsman. So, big things coming up. Uh, a couple of things I want to plug. Uh, are we going to this convention? Are we going to this convention? Which convention is it? Alamo. The Alice, Alamo City Con? Yeah. Uh, Comic Con? Alamo mm-hmm. City Comic Con? Yeah. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. let's go. Right, let's go to it. How much are tickets? How much are tickets? $80? $80 for a three-day pass per person. Okay. $80 per person, three-day pass. Hotel setup? Hotel setup. I mean, we don't have a hotel. Oh, it's looking like for how many days is that? For two nights. The hotel that she's looked at is like 380 for two nights. Okay. And we'll split that. And that's at the convention? That's the, that's the hotel at the convention center. We yeah. never actually yeah, have yeah. to walk out. Right. So, uh, yeah, we could split that. And we We're just go. going to cut all this out, I mean... Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of do want to go. Yeah, so Alamo City Con, we uh, plan on being there. Plan on seeing if we can't, you know, at, at the very least, get some uh, some recording for the show. And at best case scenario, maybe we'll straight up do a a uh, or the whole show there. You know, that'd be pretty cool. But other than that, I just heard a little frog, and it kind of scared me. Yeah, what else you got? So yeah, Alamo City Comic Con. I think we're gonna do a show there. Um, Another thing I had to plug is um, Houston area podcasters. Uh, if you want to jump on that group and see what we're all talking about on there, there's several other podcasts on there. Um, so we could do that too. Of course, I want to plug Virtually Grownups. Yeah. Uh, that's us. Yeah, we are, in fact, Virtually Grownups. Uh, we've been doing this for quite a while now. I think we're about a month into it. Yep. 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 We've already we surpassed our month. This is episode five. Episode five. Wow. <laughs> Skiddly, skiddy-loo. So we've surpassed uh, what we ever thought we could. We yeah. thought we were going to get two episodes deep and never do this again. But for some reason, we're still doing it, and apparently people are still listening. So, I mean, as long as there's listeners, I guess we'll keep pumping these things out. But you have to listen to it and share it so other people can listen to it. Right. Yeah. And buy stuff from us if you want. That'd be cool, too. Starbucks. Stop stepping on frogs, cow. It's gross. I'm sorry. So it was really, really nice to be able to do this with you, bro. Is it really? Yeah. This has been a pleasure of mine to do this with you as well. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I just want to make note that this is the first podcast that we have done where I've had a shirt on the whole time. Yeah. That's really nice, actually. See? See? Real life shirt. I'm really liking I'm liking that you got the purple polo and I got the green polo on. You know, I'm like, that's the theme. Over here, here in the in the studio. I'm sitting here rocking my Express, you know. Yeah, I got that Banana Republic on, girl. You know, you got to keep that shit rugged because the real niggas love it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, deuces. <laughs> Later. Bye.
You little I'm, silly squirrel. Well, yo, silly goose you. I'm going to catch you <laughs> on the flip side. <laughs> goose nipples. Goose nipples? Goose nipples. Goose nipples, y'all. Frappuccino. What a frappuccino. Starbucks frappuccino. Starbucks frappuccino. Everybody listen up.